Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Villain Podcast for Friday, June 19th. S&P futures are rallying about 24 points. That is 77 basis points. The major European indices are up about the same amount, up about 65 to 80 basis points, depending on the index. And Asia finished higher across the board for the most part. Um, so I feel every morning for the last several days have been summed up with the following sentence. Stocks are rallying following a quiet evening of news. And today is really no different. So just running through kind of the key buckets of uh, the key macro categories, not a lot on the eco data front. There were positive UK retail sales, but that's really not a major number that moves broader markets. On the central bank front, again, pretty quiet. You did see um, the Fed is announcing a reduction in these US dollar swap operations that they had been conducting. Um, you know, these were implemented during the heart of the coronavirus crisis back in um, a couple of months ago. So they're just reducing the frequency of them as markets normalize. That is really not a big deal at all. Um, and then also you saw, so the Fed balance sheet gets published every Thursday night. It actually shrunk for the first time since February in the prior week. And that is just a function of less demand for some of these emergency facilities. So again, not not a big deal at all. Um, nothing to get too negative about. You know, stimulus is still being pumped very aggressively into this market. The Fed's balance sheet is still going to increase. Um, you know, probably by at least another trillion dollars before this whole um, you know COVID response operation comes to an end. So I wouldn't be concerned about the Fed balance sheet. But just to note this morning, on the COVID front, in terms of case figures, um, you know, really the same themes as you know as far as Wednesday. So you continue to see spiking numbers in certain states. Again, some of those, um, you know, some of the case increases are a function of expanded testing. So, you know, I don't think it's necessarily something to get too concerned about, although you are seeing hospitalizations increase as well. Florida is probably the big area of concern right now being watched very closely. There's a lot of articles about how Florida could become the next epicenter in the U.S. As far as markets are concerned, you know, again, the fact that national numbers aren't inflecting higher, although they are a creeping higher on the national front. Um, you know, but the fact you aren't seeing a sharp inflection on the national figures, and then again, the New York tri-state area—that seems to be the you know the one segment of the country the market is most sensitive to—and you continue to see improvements in that area. Um, there was a study published late on Thursday that is talking about how it looks like the protest activity is not leading to a sharp spike in coronavirus cases. Obviously, that was a big concern, especially for the New York tri-state area. So, if that continues, um, obviously that would be positive. Although we are now just in you know, the two-week period as far as the incubation phase. So if you are going to see an increase as a result of the protests, it will start occurring, um, you know, around this time. But so far, that hasn't been the case. So similar similar narrative around COVID um, as before. There was an article out on Bloomberg this morning talking about how China plans to, quote-unquote, accelerate purchases of U.S. farm products to meet its phase one obligations. Um, you know, it's really hard to read a lot into that sentence. It seems on any given day, we'll come in and read something about China either de decreasing its purchases or increasing its purchases. Remember, Lighthizer testified this Wednesday. He sounded very confident and comfortable that China was fulfilling its commitments. You had the Pompeo meeting on Wednesday in Hawaii with his counterpart um, from China, also said that China is is committed to the phase one agreement. So 
I don't think China is really accelerating anything. It seems to be that they are meeting its obligations. You know, there's an issue of um, volume purchases and dollar purchases. You know, given that you had commodity prices decline so substantially um, over the co- over the last few months, they've rebounded a little bit. That obviously makes it difficult for China to meet its um, dollar obligations, although it can still meet its volume obligations. So. Uh, you know, I kind of really don't read much into that. It's you know, it's not negative. Certainly, I don't really think it's like a major, a major game-changing headline either. Um, on the U.S. political front, I continue to think this is the one big part of the macro narrative that does not get enough focus. So, you had a Quinnipiac poll out yesterday that had Biden up eight points, and then overnight you had a new Fox News poll that had Biden up twelve points. So, clearly across the board, all of these polls have Biden with huge national lead. Um, you know. I, I don't think the market is oblivious to it. The market seems to be assuming that the COVID crisis is abating. This will drive growth higher. This will drive markets higher. And this will drive Trump's poll figures higher over the coming months into the election. Um, so I think it's all correlated, which is why you haven't really seen a, a sharp reaction to these poll figures. But you know, clearly, obviously, the COVID crisis is not abating, um, as we see in the figures. You could argue it's not necessarily worsening, but it's certainly not abating. Um, and not just in the U.S. either. You know, Europe continues on the on a positive trajectory, but you know, India, Latin America, you're still seeing countries that are reporting, um, you know, very troubling numbers of increased COVID uh, transmissions and hospitalizations. So you aren't really seeing an abatement in COVID, and clearly Trump's poll numbers, um, you know, remain pretty dreadful at this point in time. There's still several months to go, but you know, on the current, if the if the election were held tomorrow, um, you know, Trump would lose the race, and given the Given the magnitude of Biden's lead, it's likely also that um, you know the Senate is very much up for grabs as well. So I definitely think that this is an issue that should be getting more attention. Um, that's essentially it for this morning. There is a European Council meeting going on today, um, at which they are discussing that big 750 billion euro stimulus package. Um, you know, just be aware that there are some recycled headlines um, on the tape about how you know quote unquote stocks are rallying on European stimulus hopes. Again, this is a package of this is a stimulus package that has been announced um, over the last several weeks. This is not new. There are unlikely to be any breakthroughs at this meeting. Um, you know, European officials have a lot to negotiate about, ironing out some of the details. There's still opposition from certain countries, um, so you're probably looking at a July, August, September timeframe when there is formal final agreement. And then everything gets passed. So, you know, if in terms of actually dispersing this money, you're talking about 2021 and beyond. Um, so, you know, again, it's not really, there's nothing incremental in European stimulus front, but again, this market kind of loves to, uh, recycle headlines and news. So that is being cited for one of the factors for this morning's strength, um, on the calendar for today, other than that European meeting, there's not much, you have two earnings this morning, J-Bull and CarMax. Other than that, it should be a very quiet day. Um, you have a couple of Fed speakers, but nothing that should be too surprising on that front. Um, and then again, my views are still the same as before. You have you have this tug of war, um, you know, positioning stimulus FOMO on the one hand, um, and on the other, you kind of have you know your fundamental valuation uh, arguments, which I consider to be headwinds. Um, you know, you had another article out on the positioning front. Bloomberg just talking about again, they have record amounts of cash on the sidelines. Remember, the Journal earlier in the week had a similar article. Um, you know, so. Positioning stimulus and FOMO are still very powerful tailwinds, and that explains why you come in every morning and these futures have an inexplicable bid like they do today. Um, you know, I think fundamentals continue to argue for lower prices, um, but that tug of war, you know, continues. 
So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.